0: Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.
1: With HSE Midwest. For updated factual information, see hse.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives. The Roman Catholic Church of Ireland, the Presbyterian Church of Ireland and the Methodist Church of Ireland have all come forward to formally recommend face coverings are worn at religious ceremonies, although it's not mandatory by law here yet. To talk to us a little bit more about this on the programme this morning, we have the Bishop of Limerick, Brendan Leahy, and also the Rector of the Redemptress, Father Seamus Enright. You're both very welcome to the programme. Good morning to you.
2: Good morning, Good morning Gideon,
1: thank you. Good morning, Bishop. Yeah. Uh, Bishop, if I could start with yourself, first of all, um, because you issued a statement this week about the schools reopening. A lot of schools uh, opening today, in fact, in Limerick, and kids are going to be going back in dribs and drabs over the next uh, week or so. Uh, what was your main message?
0: Well, it was two things. One, I want to admi- express admiration for the huge work the principals, teachers, the schools have put into all of this but also a recognition that for parents and the children going back, this is also a wonderful time because people realise this is really important to get back to schools, but also a very challenging time. And there's a nervousness around. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be totally new, this new 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 normal, as they call it now. But really, we're all going to have to kind of uh, do our best together, and that's going to require patience because it's, there's going to be mums, I'm sure, where... It's, it's not going to be easy, but if we if we pull together on it, I think we'll do we'll do our part. But I recognise this is a, a very important moment, and it's also a good moment. I think a lot of parents have said to me they've been really really waiting for this moment.
1: So the face coverings, then, uh, Father Enright, why have the churches decided to issue this advice?
2: Well, I think it's. Um Sensible, cautious advice from the churches. Now, I've noticed here in Mount advances in the redemptions, before even the bishops and the leaders of the other churches issued the advice, that the overwhelming majority of people coming to church were wearing face coverings, mostly face masks, but some people were wearing visors because they might have difficulty um, with the mask. So, I think we have to be, we have to be careful, we have to be prudent. Now, I think the churches are well-managed and I think social distancing is well-practiced in the churches. But this is just another layer of precaution and another layer of, of, of caution. And and I just think it's so important at this juncture um, that, that we're all as careful, as cautious and as prudent as we can possibly be.
1: Bishop, do you think it takes from the mass at all if everybody's wearing a face covering?
0: Yeah, well, I think... My own experience in the past few weekends at masses is that actually at the moment, those who are coming to church, I'd almost say, there's almost a hundred percent aware of mask wearing. Where the issue might come, I think, is more where people come to occasional ceremonies, uh, obviously like funerals or whatever. They might normally be in the way of going to a church, and so it's just a reminder to them that that is actually now what we're saying is best practice. And just as much as going to a supermarket now wearing the mask because you recognize this is good to do. Likewise, coming to churches now, given that those who come regularly to the church are in, are in the habit of doing it now at this stage, I think it's almost become a culture that you should really wear the mask coming to church. And where we saw a wonderful example of that, of course, was John Hume's funeral. I thought John Hume's family there and, and the people at Church that day gave a wonderful witness. In fact, I felt it had an important impact because I noticed after that in our own churches, as I say, it, it almost went up to a hundred percent mask wearing. You,
1: know? Father Enright, how are you managing the numbers?
0: We are managing the numbers um, carefully,
2: really, um, because of a sudden we have steward on duty. There's one of us normally one of the Redemptors at the door. We have a little ticker, so we count the numbers. Last weekend, and this was the first weekend, just happened last weekend. We had to turn people away um, because we reached our kind of limit of numbers, and that's a little bit upsetting because we don't like turning people away from church, And mm. people have gone to the trouble of getting ready to come out. But generally, apart from two masses last weekend, we've been able to cope with the numbers that were coming. Um, but as I say, we we had uh, more people last weekend than we could cope with. But we're st- but we're counting people in. That's- we're not kind of first-come, first-served, uh, first-come, first-in. We do count the numbers. Uh, the Church is very carefully arranged. Uh, for people sit so their there, socially distanced from each other. Our students diving in and out. Uh, we've changed the way people come to Holy Communion. It's kind of one of the benefits, I think, is that it has slowed that down. So it's a bit more um, reverence, I think, than it might nice, have been. Okay, um, but it's not the easiest. I mean, I've been in the church almost continuously at every mass apart from last week when I was on Um uh, because you're just so conscious of the responsibility for people's well-being and people's safety. And I think every church, every priest I talk to is exactly the same. So I think we we're really kind of managing it well, I would think, managing it to the to the best of our ability. Now there are expenses involved in it as well, of course, but you're happy to have those expenses. If
1: it's about people's well-being and people's safety. Well, Bishop, I mean, I can understand if, if people are turned away from Mount St. Alphonsus, there are other options not too far away, presumably. In in the city, there are, you know, plenty of churches. But if you were turned away from the one mass that's being said in, in a county town or a county village, um, that be, it might be a little bit more difficult. People mightn't have the capacity to travel to another church.
0: Yeah, well, I, I, you know, the, the first thing is it's not yet happening to any huge extent. What is happening, and this is a positive development, a lot of churches have installed um, speaker systems so that even if you're outside, or indeed in some cases, this has nothing to do even with the overcrowding of a church. In some cases, people, for health reasons or otherwise, decide to actually stay in the car in the car park that's right beside the church. And because of these speakers, they're able to participate in the Mass um, that way. And that actually is a very good thing. It should be remembered, of course, that the bishops have said that the people are dispensed from the actual Sunday obligation. So if people wanted to, if it were really becoming a problem, you could go to Mass on another day during the week. But as I say, at the moment, the issue really isn't major because for those few people who are arriving in a lot of the country churches, there are little speakers so they can actually stay outdoors or in their cars, whatever, following the Mass. And then ultimately, ultimately, if, if it were the case that you had to go home, we do still have uh, online Masses are being streamed every day and um, that, that's continuing.
1: Um, Father Enright, I know you have other engagements this morning, so I'll let you go. Thank you very much for joining us on Continue. Liberty Thanks. Day Thanks. this morning. Thanks, um, Thanks for having me. Uh, Bishop Leahy, I would like to ask you about the the communions and the confirmations. How have they been getting on? Um, I, I know some have already happened. I've seen some lovely photographs up on Facebook. Uh, they're clearly very different uh, occasions than they would have been in other years. Um, but they're continuing to be more across the diocese for over the coming weeks, won't there?
0: Yeah, I must say this is one, I think, of a, good, a really good news story. Thank God we, we started the Confirmations Communions about two two weeks ago now. And my impression is that the majority of Confirmation Ceremonies have now taken place, the majority. I know up, uh, I know in St. Mary's, Westbury, there St. Nicholas's, they're going to be taking place in the coming weeks. But a lot of churches, uh, parishes actually have done Confirmation. We had two wonderful videos, uh, two sets of videos, I should say. They're up on the website, our diocesan website still preparing for Confirmation and First Holy Communion with our own father, Chris O'Donnell, starring in them as well. And they have been really very successful. The parents have expressed to me their just gratitude, that they really have been pleased that these ceremonies have taken place, as I say, in the large part before the children move on into second level school. First Communion ceremonies, because the same urgency wasn't there, there now. Some of them have already taken place. A good few have actually, but they probably will be continuing on over the next few weeks. It's been a very different feel, and this is something people have commented on. And I think we're going to have to actually sit down and actually reflect on this because I think there is a learning moment here for us. Because the groups were smaller, you couldn't take big groups. You, you know, you the phenomenon of the big day, which may be in recent years in some cases just had become ever too almost uh, extravagant, for want of a better word, in the liturgy, was completely toned down this year. Uh, But a lot of families said they actually preferred it because in many cases what happened was you had the parents going up with their son or daughter to receive communion for the first time. And there was a kind of um, an intimacy about the ceremony, a simplicity about the ceremony that said, you know, people said, you know, that actually, that touched us, That that was something different. And I think we may have to take that with us going forward, you know. But look, I have to say something. I want to say huge credit again to all the people involved. There's huge amount of stewards throughout the parishes and the diocese. Of course, some, a lot of the teachers helped out too, which went way beyond their duty to do so. But of course, the priest themselves very much involved parents, families, family representatives on, on committees and things, organising the event. This year, there's been a much greater focus on the parish preparing the, the ceremonies That's a new thing for us as well. And that, again, is a good thing. So I'm really grateful for that, you know.
1: Okay, well... Yes, we've certainly seen that um you know with the stuff that's going up on social media and even comments in after that particular ceremony that happened out in the county where uh, it was almost a drive through ceremony due to the weather um and, and the community seemed to really appreciate the effort that was put in by the the parish and by the the school to make sure everything went off very smoothly. Yep. Bishop Brent Leakey, thank you very much for joining us on thank the program this morning.